and welcome to Geeks with Kids, the internet's number one Star Wars podcast from a parenting point of view. Is it Star Wars podcast or Clone Wars podcast? Eh, we'll figure that out as the episode goes along. I'm your host, Eric, and joining me this week is Hawk. How's it going, Hawk? Not too bad. How's it going with you? Oh, good. I don't know if I should just keep saying joining me this week is you because you're here all the time. <laughs> I know. I have nowhere else to be. <laughs> no one no one does. That's, that's why. No does. Which is... All right, because it's Friday, and that means we're watching Star Wars Clone Wars. The <sighs> final four episodes have started today. The Siege of Mandalore and episode nine of the seventh season is called Old Friends Not Forgotten. So let's jump into the summary. Ahsoka yeah. and Bo-Katan contact Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi, asking them for help in apprehending Darth Maul in his new hideout on Mandalore. While Obi-Wan is apprehensive, Anakin and the 501st give Ahsoka a warm welcome until news arrives that the Separatists are attacking Coruscant. Upon Anakin's suggestion, Rex, field promoted to commander, and part of the 501st accompanies Ahsoka to Mandalore, forcing Maul's loyalists under Gar Saxon into retreat. Bo-Katan apprehends Almec, while Ahsoka follows a trail into the city's tunnel network, only to walk right into Maul's trap. Ooh, this episode Ooh. is so good. And what's amazing is that not only is this the, the first of the last four, but Sam Witwer, the voice of Darth Maul, has mentioned that these last four were meant to be watched as a complete unit, as a movie. So, a mini movie. Yeah, um, well, a, a movie. It's going to be like an hour and tw- 20 minutes, an hour 30. So that's yeah. a full like children's movie, at least, or at least an action movie. There you go. Anyway. From the get-go, there's a lot of noticeable differences from the normal tone of the show. The episode starts with the green Lucasfilm intro card, followed by the red Star Wars Clone Wars logo, and it's set to not Kevin Kiner's music, but rather John Williams' original Star Wars theme. So already we're getting this whole cinematic feel, because really, this is probably the best Star Wars movie oh, I've no. seen in years. Um, <laughs> they had to go back to the well source you know? Exactly. Uh, the, you know that green intro card it's like ooh, that that really the whole intro just captures you yeah and it really sets the tone for what we were about to see and you know it's sort of fitting because the series started off at with a film i remember it coming out in theaters and not wanting to go because of the storyline of the <laughs> the little baby jabba the hut baby that got kidnapped it was sort of s- silly it was very silly. <laughs> but also missing was the traditional quote in at the beginning of this episode. So it was sort of sad, but it, it felt like something special when you when you move away from that traditional beginning of Clone Wars. Yeah, and I think it kind of set up that, the you know, this isn't a lesson like the last uh, eight episodes were that, you know, were to learn in that. This is this is it. This, this is the this is the. The, this is the end. This is the yeah. This is the no more dress rehearsal. Yeah. This is the final show. Yeah. I remember we were debating whether this series was going to overlap the the final episode episodic movie at least the yeah Revenge final, of the Sith yeah the final prequel episode three and then we see the recap for this for this episode and there's definitely a sense of foreboding and foreshadowing regarding the deaths of some very well-known Jedi, most notably Plo Koon and Aedla Secura, who were shown arriving on the planets where they're later killed by their own clone troopers during Order 66. And that was, I'm sure that was very deliberate because it was the first images yeah. you see. And again, they're setting up this whole 
finality of this series. And ooh, it, this episode was so dense and it's hard to like just break it down because so much happens. But, you know, the themes are all very, very apparent right away. Yeah. God, I don't even know what to say like, <laughs> about that. You know. it, it's it's devastating to think about um, going towards this. Like these characters we didn't really know in the series or not in the series, in the movies, but have come to know during the cartoon series. So seeing that these these animated versions are going to die is just it's just I know heartbreaking. It's a, it was almost this weird impossible task in that, you know, because, you know, the introduction of Ahsoka as Anakin's apprentice all the way at the very beginning and that into where we are now, you know, and knowing that, like, uh, as we talked about earlier in that, that was their last meeting together. Uh, between well, we'll, yeah, we between, can talk about yeah, that in a second when between. we talk about uh, Anakin's gift to her. Um, but yeah. a lot of the lessons that we saw Ahsoka learn leading up to this, like with her dealings with the Martez sisters of her idea of what the Jedi should be and what the people see um, as the Jedi really, really uh, comes to a head when she talks to Obi-Wan Kenobi about getting help for Mandalore. So mm-hmm. Ahsoka and um, what's her name? Uh, Bo-Katan ask Obi-Wan for help, obviously, because Darth Maul is, has taken over Mandalore and that's his head of operation. So this is their chance to finally capture Maul. And Obi-Wan, who had a relationship with Bo-Katan's sister, who had died by Maul's hands, literally um, does the Jedi bureaucracy thing and says, well, we can't just go and jump at, jump over there and help. We have to ask the, the Jedi Master, the Order, what we should do and whether it's yeah. important enough. And he can't have his feelings um, as part of that. And that just devastates Ahsoka. Like, you can see it boiling underneath her skin i know i mean he was logical in the, in, in in his approach to it and that because there was there was ramifications for the you know the republic aiding in this uh a, a siege against mandalore and that they had mm-hmm. treaties that went back obviously centuries and that and it would it wouldn't have plunged them into another war on top of the one they were already fighting yeah and anakin says we got to finish this one first before we do a new one <laughs> which was really was funny there, there, that was there's, great. Some, there's some great moments. They have there's that camaraderie between Anakin and Obi-Wan that we get to see that we don't see in the movies. Totally oh, shines there. No. You can see Anakin just be like, or not Anakin. You can see Obi-Wan be like, you stop it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the bureaucracy of the Jedi Order, it's so hard to see um, it like showing its head right there, especially when you know that yeah. this is someone that they've been chasing and you know that Maul's not up to anything good. So it seems really important to at least Ahsoka. And I feel like it would have been higher up on Obi-Wan's list. But, you know, he has to do what he has to do as a Jedi Knight sure. or Jedi Master. And then Anakin has to do what he has to do and that. And he comes up with the compromise. Yeah. So he ends up walking Ahsoka to one of the hangar bays. And all these clones start saluting Ahsoka because they had served with her. So they're saluting her, calling her commander, which sort of is it brings back all those weird, uneasy feelings that Ahsoka had been feeling after she had left the order, um, sure. which we saw in the previous you know arc with the Marte- Martez sisters. Um, and she doesn't really know how to feel. And she talks to Anakin. She's like, they shouldn't be talking to me like that. And then he opens up the door to this hangar and the 501st is there fully painted in um, their helmets with Ahsoka's, visage 
and uh, it's such a her moving facial, image. Yeah. And her facial markings, I know they adopted them. I know, it, yeah, it, it it can it's continued to explore that theme about Ahsoka and that she still has doubts about her place and that did the Jedi order to find her and that or you know, but as we see in the last few episodes and that you know she doesn't have to be defined by the status that she lost and that she she's a she's on her own path now and she's as, a good person, as, yeah, she, and she as, knows what as, to do. As Anakin pointed out to Obi Wan, in that uh, this was the, maybe this was the path she was meant to be on. Her mm-hmm. leaving the Order and that brought her to the Mandalorians. Yeah, you definitely have to trust the Force, as those yeah. that Jedi told those two Martez sisters after their parents died. Oh, heartbreaking. <laughs> um, and Anakin says this really beautiful and also heartbreaking thing to Ahsoka um, after she sees that they have all painted their helmets he says Mm -hmm. loyalty means everything to the clones and the repercussions of that line are very staggering especially since Uh we know order 66 is coming fairly soon very soon and oh man not many of the clones have taken out the chips only a couple that we have known so far yeah mostly the first generation of clones yeah exactly so there, there's some thoughts that are in my head. Like if Ahsoka is with her half of the 501st on Mandalore and Order 66 goes through, do they attack her? Because she's no longer a Jedi. Um, but we do know that Rex is there and he's taken out his chip as well as a couple. I assume a couple the others that were with him are still there. I can't remember who else took out their chip at the moment. Right. But uh. at least we, she has one companion there that she knows won't fully turn right away. Yeah, at all. Rex is know. Rex is good all the way up till Return to Jedi. But we're still thinking about it, and that you know, where is this going to end? And that is this going to end with the with the launch of Order sixty six? You know, mm-hmm. from Ahsoka's point of view. Well, we see that um, after Anakin shows her the troopers, and she t- goes and talks to Rex. Obi Wan comes running in, and is like, "We have to leave right away." And you know, Ahsoka's all excited. She's like, "Oh yay, the Order's actually going to help us." And he's like, "Nope." We got to go do something else, <laughs> which sort of just, you know, bums her out. But Anakin comes up with the idea of splitting the 501st in half and letting Ahsoka be a consultant to Cody, which is, you know, <laughs> to Obi-Wan. Rex. Like, yeah. Oh, to Rex. Yeah, my bad. And uh, the reason why they had to leave was because there was an assault on Coruscant by mm-hmm. Grievous, which sure. we all yeah. know is the beginning of episode three. So literally yes. they are jumping to where the third movie starts. This is the end game. So that means the next episode of this movie of this series is fully in episode three. Mm-hmm. And that's astounding. I just, <laughs> it, it, it sort of blows my mind that it, it is actually happening. Like the crossover is starting. I know. <sighs> I mean, like uh, the crossover, you know, as it proceeds in the, in the film and that, you know, it goes over a, a little bit of time and that, but you know, these are the, these are the last days of the mm-hmm. Republic of the, of Anakin Skywalker, uh, it, it yeah, it boggles the mind that we're and, here. Yeah, like we had said off mic, is this the last meeting between Anakin and Ahsoka? Mm-hmm. I mean, it sort of has to be based on what the movies are like. Like he doesn't yeah. leave Coruscant after he saves Palpatine, except to go to you know to fire Mustafar, planet. Mustafar, Mustafar. <laughs> so this is it. This has got to be it between them, you know? It's a sad meeting because we know that the next time they meet is in Rebels when they fight as uh-huh. Darth Vader and Ahsoka. Oh, man, that hurts. Especially <laughs> since hey, they like, left on such 
fairly good terms, right? He he lent her. They half yeah of his. they were they had rec- they had reconciled you mm-hmm. know of as more far or less as I can tell him yeah uh, he you know he gave her, her you know he gave her clone troopers uh and also a, another gift in that yeah uh, which I'll let you and elaborate he, on oh yeah so he he ended up fixing her lightsabers making him better which was yeah. a very Anakin way of uh giving her a a present and they did they looked Same. amazing. Nice blue Absolutely. double blade lightsaber. I was I was assuming that she was going to get her white ones, but I assume, but I guess that's later when she has to make her own. Yes. Oh man. Whew. So they go. They leave to Mandalore, and we see the amazing Mandalorian ships flying beside the Republic uh, dropships, and we get probably the best action sequence in Star Wars since Rogue One's very little. Darth Vader scene. Sure. I think this is probably the best <laughs> sequence. And it's not one that you see in anything really. It was a mid-air battle. So yeah. the the fleet that Ahsoka is leading starts, you know, crashing. Because they're getting bombarded by the planet. Let's be sure. honest. We knew that was gonna happen. They're not that yeah. big not, <laughs> of a battalion. Not only that, but we get to see the Mandal the Death Watch Mandalorians in action. Yeah, so we get the the good Mandalorians flying on jetpacks. We get the bad Mandalorians flying on jetpacks. <laughs> bad in quotes. But we see Ahsoka. Well, also the clone troopers have jetpacks. But he didn't get... Um, Rex didn't bring one for Ahsoka. And she's like, I don't need one. And you see her jump <laughs> from crashing ship to crashing ship to flying ship, just taking out Mandalorians. And it is probably... One of the it was most, breathtaking. It was breathtaking, and the animation. Like we talk about how good the animation has been this season. This mm-hmm. last of the four last episodes looks way better. Like way way I better. Know. We didn't even yeah, talk about it, the battle between uh, with Anakin and Obi Wan at the beginning of the episode, right? When like I know that was uh, I yeah, and it, it that and that in itself was amazing. And that like the facial animation on Anakin and that, like the way they presented Anakin and that, you know, it, it's with all the confidence and the swagger and that teasing Obi Wan. Oh my God, it was so good. I know, and you, you could, know, but it, that brotherly it really love was is so there. Sure, but it, it really was the kind of character you could you know you could see you know in his turn mm-hmm. to Darth Vader and that you know. Yeah. Uh, rather than you know, uh, what's his Hayden Christensen and that. Yeah, uh, my we big, give him my a hard time, Hayden Christensen, but he had so very little to work with. Could you imagine he if really, he had, if he got to work on this show? Like, I wonder how it would have been, right? I don't know because I always love the voice acting for Anakin and yeah, yeah. the Clone Matt Wars. Matt Lanter's uh, top notch. I love him. I love him in his sure. live action work as well on Timeless. But he gives the character, he gives the character its much needed bravado. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I guess, what did you think of this mid-air battle? I thought it was, we, I guess, it was did we both fantastic. just say it was stunning? Yeah, fantastic seeing Ahsoka and that, you know, and it, this was this was the Ahsoka, you know, we know. Yeah, from mm-hmm. rebels and further on, and that this is yeah, this is her coming full circle to who she's supposed to be, and that m- jumping ship to ship, and that you know lightsabers in action, and that it was it was it was a fantastic sequence. Oh, yeah. when Saving she landed on the pla- on the landing platform, oh, with yep. her blades out so she wouldn't yes. like fall for it. Oh, so good. <sighs> and that leads to the end of the episode where we meet probably the one of the most interesting bad guys that has ever graced the silver screen and had the most unfortunate time on the, on the big screen. 
<laughs> the return of Maul, um, <laughs> leading everyone into a trap into the capital, which which, which he was, foresaw, which he foresaw, and well, he didn't foresee it being Ahsoka. He thought it would be Obi Wan, right? But just hearing him down there and talking to Ahsoka and seeing the the not I don't want to say hate in Ahsoka's eyes, but determination mm-hmm. to defeat him. Oh my goodness! And then cutting to credits made me just want to throw something at my TV. <laughs> we have one another week to go. This is why. Yeah. This is it was, why this this is supposed to be seen as one full movie. Because that, oh my goodness. Sam Whitmer, you were right. I know. Unfortunately, we have to cover it week by week. And yeah, but part of me so wants to you know, just like wait and just watch that as, as one consistent unit do you think you can wait till may <laughs> to watch no. the, the last nope, three no a, i would not i next will be week, here I'd next be like, week and that reviewing it with you oh uh, my goodness i know but yeah incredible entrance for darth maul also him and his mandalorians taking out the squad that was with ahsoka through those mm-hmm. tunnels oh so smart so painful to watch um anyway final thoughts on the episode before we go uh probably my favorite one from the season so far in that it was great seeing you know ahsoka come full circle in that it had one of the best action sequences we've seen in the clone wars and uh you know the return of anakin and obi-wan is just amazing and bittersweet mm-hmm. um i agree this is the best uh i i was watching it and i was messaging you as soon as it starts, like, oh my god, <laughs> things are different. <laughs> Goosebumps, everything. <laughs> which, which didn't help when I was still a midday in, in my work and that, and knowing that I had at least another six or seven hours before I could sit down. It was funny because I sat there and I said, sent the first couple, and I was like, okay, I can't mention anything more. I will stop texting. Goosebumps. Goosebumps is my last thing I said. I haven't had goosebumps from Star Wars in years. It's true. I think Rogue One was the last time I had goosebumps in any Star Uh, Wars movie, which is sad. But, you know, let's throw this out to the listeners. What did you think of this first episode of The Siege of Mandalore? Let us know in email form or on social media. We are everywhere. Thanks all for coming on and talking about Star Wars again. It's always a blast. Thank you for having me once again. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, I look forward to, I definitely look forward to next week and, yeah. and the next episode. So for Geeks with Kids, I'm Eric. I'm Hawk. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Bye. Well, that's it for us this week on Geeks with Kids. If you want to get a hold of us, you can send us an email at podcast at geekswithkids.ca. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekswithkids. Follow us on Twitter at geekswithkidstn. Check out our pics on Instagram at geekswithkids. And you can find all of this good stuff on our website at www.geekswithkids.ca. So if you like what you hear, why don't you hit that subscribe button and leave us a comment. This podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, and your favorite podcasting app. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.